Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Money Pit is brought to you by Gutter Brush, True Value, Overhead Door, and Kohler Generators. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Standing by to help you with your home improvement projects. So help yourself first. Call us at 888-MONEY-PIT because we would love to give you a hand. Coming up this hour, summer is officially coming to a close. And while that might mean the lazy days are over, it also means the best part of the year for home maintenance, which is why we call this the Goldilocks season. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's just right to tackle all sorts of fall fix-up projects. And we've got advice on the projects that you can do now to keep your home in tip-top shape throughout the entire year. Yeah, you know, one of those projects is, say, raking leaves, which is not my favorite. But what I like even less is cleaning gutters. So if you want to put an end to that one chore, we've got some information on a product that will keep leaves and debris from clogging your gutters for many, many years to come. Plus, why save all the cleaning until spring? Fall is a great time to spruce up your home after the summer's foot traffic and extra visitors and sand and dirt and mess. So coming up, we've got tips on a green cleaning product that costs less than three cents a quart to make and has been keeping homes clean and chemical free for decades. And one caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a purple toolkit from National Gypsum. It's got all the tools that you need for your next project, including a hard hat. So let's get to it. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Paul in Connecticut, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? We're working on a paint job where we, uh, we're covering rough cut cedar clapboards with Benjamin Moore Arbor Coat solid stain that's uh, self-priming, we painted over the same product that was previously sprayed uh, probably about, I'm guessing, seven to eight years ago. And what we're running into is just on one side of the house, we're we're getting bubbles, Hmm. Uh, you know, like moisture bubbles. Uh, They receive, you know, it's morning sun on that side of the house. But we've never seen a stain, you know, a solid stain bubble up like that. We've seen it with paint, not with a solid stain. Well, cedar has to breathe, and sometimes when they install cedar siding, they don't leave enough space under it for it to breathe, and so it tends to get clogged with moisture, and I've seen that lift stain before. You mentioned that you're using a product that both primes and stains. I... And not a fan of doing that with a staining product. I just, in fact, uh, repainted my entire cedar-sided house. And I did it the same way we did it uh, uh, over a dozen years ago. And that was we, we oil-primed it first. 
We use an oil-based primer first because we had good adhesion with the oil-based primer, and it really stuck well to the cedar, and then we put the solid stain on top of that. So once the paint starts to bubble, anytime you have a failure of adhesion, there's no way to put that back together. If that continues to get worse or if it looks bad enough already, you're going to have to take that stain off and start again because you're just, it's never, you can't stick good paint over bad paint. If there's moisture in there, it's just going to lift that paint right off again. So sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but I wouldn't have done it that way. I would have used an oil-based primer first, and I would have put a solid color stain on top of it. Right. That, that, that we're, we're getting that just on one side of the house. Yeah. Maybe it'll just end up being on one side of the house for whatever reason. But at least on that side of the house, you have to pull that stain off and start again and scrape prime, scrape it and prime it properly with an oil-based primer, and then you can stain on top of that. What would, what would you suggest for an oil-based primer? I think if you stay within one family of products, I would use the same oil-based primer that that particular manufacturer makes for solid stain, but as long as it's oil-based and not acrylic or, water or, or latex-based. So now to remove that, to remove that stain that's on there now, um, that, that you're going to lose that rough cut finish. Um, well, if you wire brush it, perhaps not. You may be able to pull it off with a pressure washer. It depends on how well adhered it is. I mean, when we did my project, we had an unusual problem with the shutters. We were using a product that the manufacturer said did not need to be primed, and it worked well. But it took a long time to cure. And so some of the shutters were sitting around for an extra week before we put them back up, and all the paint peeled off of those. And so we had to actually strip all that paint off and start again. So it even happens to the pros. But once that paint separates, you got to pull it off. There's just no way to save it. All right. Thank, thank you for your help. Paul, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now, you can join in on the Money Pit Fun. We want to hear what you are working on and give you a hand with that project. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, you worked hard all summer to keep your lawn looking green and lush. And now that autumn is here, don't let it fall apart. We've got tips to help your lawn looking its best into the cooler months just ahead. The Money Pit is presented by Overhead Door, winner of the prestigious Women's Choice Award for Garage Doors. Overhead Door is proud to have the qualities that women value. To find a distributor near you, visit OverheadDoor.com. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where home solutions live. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti, and the number here is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Now, one caller who gets on the air with us this hour has got a chance to win a $50 purple toolkit from National Gypsum. It includes everything that a do-it-yourselfer is going to need. It's got a hammer, screwdrivers, torpedo level, and more, plus a hard hat and a coffee mug, because we want to make sure you keep your head safe and you keep your mind focused and fully caffeinated. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And if you're not familiar with purple drywall, it provides resistance to mold, mildew, scratches, dents, and it can even reduce noise. Check it out at askforpurple.com and give us a call right now for your chance to win that great prize at 888 Money Pit. All right, now we've got Diana in Pennsylvania on the line who has a mold situation. Tell us what's going on. Yes, we have a courtyard, and part of that courtyard is unfinished concrete, which um, spends most of the, the day in shade. 
So we have a mold buildup that um, reoccurs. Okay, and what have you done to try to clean that patio? We have tried to remove that with a power washer, and um, it just keeps reappearing. Yeah, it'll, it'll keep doing that when you just sort of try to blast it away with a pressure washer because usually you're not dealing with the source of the mold. Uh, which is the spores as well as the environmental conditions that are allowing it to grow. So let me give you a sort of a two-prong approach here. First of all, um, the next time you have a buildup, I want you to treat that with a product called Concrobium. It's a very effective mold killer, and it will deal with the mold at its root, and that will dramatically lessen the chance that it can come back. Secondly, it would be in your best interest to try to find a way to get some additional sunlight on that patio. If that means trimming out some trees or thinning out some branches, anything that you can do to get some more sun, because nothing is a better mildicide or mold killer than natural sunlight. And so if you could brighten that area up and then use concrobium next time to get rid of that mold before you pressure wash, um, I think you'll get a much better result, Diana. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, it's officially the Goldilocks season, as we like to call it. It's not too hot and not too cold. It's really perfect do-it-yourself weather. But the best part of fall is short. So you have to make the most of it. And the experts at True Value, who are very proud to have as a sponsor, are the perfect resource to help you complete your next home improvement weekend project. First up, summer, it might be over, but that doesn't mean your yard has got to suffer. So to make sure a healthy lawn and garden returns for the springtime, there's plenty of maintenance left to do this fall. For example, leaves can smother and actually kill the grass if they're left on your lawn. So you want to make sure that you rake them regularly and bag them for disposal or shred them or spread them in different areas of your yard for compost, but get rid of them. That's right. And fall is also a great time to touch up your exterior paint. Whether it's your front door, your shutters and trim or the kid's treehouse, make sure you choose the right type of paint for each project and don't be afraid of color and be sure to prime before you paint. Otherwise, you'll be repainting that much sooner. And finally, this last tip. It's really important that you've got to wait for the bulk of the leaves to fall for the season before you do this. Then I'm saying clean your gutters because get this, guys, clogged gutters just don't work the way they should to divert the water away from your home and your foundation. And all that excess water can actually add up to a bunch of problems for your home, including flooded basements and cracked foundations. So do clean those gutters. And for the advice, tools and materials you need for all your fall project needs, stop by your local True Value. The local experts at True Value are ready with all the product info and advice you need need to help you get any job done right. To find a store near you, visit TrueValue.com. And for more project ideas and advice, visit True Value on Facebook and Pinterest. Now we've got Dina in New Jersey on the line who's dealing with something going on with the chimney. What's happening? You got grout crumbling. What's going on there? I have water apparently leaking in and it's coming down around the fancy bricks of my fireplace because I see the cement crumbling and I see changes of after a rain that I have. It's darker over on the uh, cement that's, and that's crumbling. I've had my chimney relined, and I just don't know what it is. I, they said maybe it's the flashing up on top. It needs to be repointed, and then it should be sealed. I just don't know where to start, and okay. I'm getting high big prices. All right, Dina, this is a masonry chimney. The brick chimney, yes. Okay, Mason chimney. Okay, same difference. Okay, thank you. All right. Thank you for being there for people like me. No, it's not masonry. It's brick. Well, that clears it up. <laughs> 
All right, look, when you have a, a masonry brick chimney at the top, there is a chimney cap, which is a concrete lip that goes between the, the, the flue liner and the outside of the brick edge. And typically, when you get leaks, that uh, concrete crack cap is cracked. And it's a very minor repair to seal those cracks or even to replace those cracks, that, that, that concrete section. It's just a little, maybe six-inch deep section of concrete that's sort of troweled between the clay flue liner and the outside edge of the, of the brick. So the first thing I would do is seal the gaps or cracks around that and see if that fixes it. Now, the leaks are coming into the chimney. They're not coming, like, around the chimney by the ceiling, right? So that means that sort of excludes flashing because flashing, the flashing seals the gap between the masonry chimney uh, and the roof, and if the flashing was failed, you know, then you would have probably leaks when you look up at your ceiling. The chimney itself is leaking, so the most common culprit is simply that that concrete cap or that masonry cap around the top of it. Uh, the other thing that you could do is you could put a, a, a chimney cap on this. Um, because that has the effect of sort of putting a roof over your chimney without really blocking the chimney. And sometimes that will dissuade the volume of water from, from getting in into it. Now, the, one of the things I have to caution you about is that the chimney contractors, the chimney sweeps that do these sorts of repairs are, are, are a disingenuous group. They're not the most honest contractors out there. And they almost always try to tell you a tale of woe of death and destruction that will fall upon you unless you open your checkbook open wide and write them a big number. Um, so just be careful to find somebody reputable that can dig into what's going on and just do do what's necessary, but but not uh, an excessive amount of work on it, okay? Uh-huh. They've also mentioned doing repointing on the chimney and then waterproofing it. If it turns out that the masonry is is uh, is cracked or, or deteriorated or falling out between the bricks, certainly repointing. But I think it's a lot simpler than that. I think most likely it's just some minor cracks in the chimney cap. Uh-huh. Because what they showed me was they said, see, there's moss growing here. So that means that there's water. In, you know, in between the bricks. There's always going to be water in a chimney. It's a masonry structure. It holds moisture. And if you got moss, you can put a mildicide on that. You can put a product like quincrobium on there that will kill that moss or another product called wet and forget that will kill that moss. Um, and and then beyond that, you need to get to the, the source of the leak, which I think is that chimney cap. So let's not overcomplicate it, okay? Let's see if that uh, thin concrete cap is cracked and get that fixed. Thank you so very much. And now I know that bricks are masonry. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Sandy in South Dakota is on the line with a funny smell coming from the basement. Tell us what's going on in your money pit. Our our basement has got a real bad, musky smell to it. And we've had fans going down there all summer long. We've had dehumidifier going year-round. And I can't get rid of the musky smell. I don't know what to do with it. All right. Well, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, the musty smell is because you have an excessive amount of moisture and humidity down there. So we want to do some things to try to reduce that amount of moisture. You're going to start outside your house and examine your gutter system. You want to make sure that you have gutters, that the gutters are clean and free-flowing, and that the downspouts are discharging four to six feet minimum away from the foundation. They do. They do. All right. And then after that water discharges, does it run away from the wall? It runs away from the house, yes. So I'd like you to take a look at those gutters in a heavy rainfall just to make sure they're not becoming overwhelmed. 
because that usually is a source of, of many moisture problems. If the gutters are working well, then we need to look at the grading around the house. The soil should slope away and drop six inches on four feet. And that soil grade should be made up of clean fill dirt, not topsoil, not mulch or grass. Uh, you can have a little bit of topsoil and grass on top of it, but you have to establish the slope first with, with fill dirt. And the reason you're doing this is because you want rainfall that hits to run away from the house and not sit up against the house. That slope is really, really important. If that's done, then going down to the basement area, we could make sure that the walls are properly sealed with a damp-proofing paint. And then a, a dehumidifier on top of that, but the dehumidifier has to be properly sized for the basement space, and it has to be drained uh, set up with a condensate pump so that it drains outside. And those steps together are usually going to take out as much moisture as you possibly can. Okay, thank you. All right, Sandy, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Larry in Ohio is on the line with a heating question. How can we help you? Uh, yes, uh, I've got a house. It's 6,000 square foot. And they divided the utilities up into two separate houses. And uh, right now, I have a hot water tank that we use all the time, and I have a hot water tank that sits on the side that the kitchen is on that is only used for the dishwasher. And I'm wondering, would I be better off to get me a tankless hot water tank or just deal with the electric? I got an electric 50-gallon one. I don't know which one would be more cost-efficient. So the only thing that you're using that water heater for on that side of the house is the dishwasher, and that's a 50-gallon water heater? Yes. Wow. Well, like, like I say, this house was actually set up to be a bed at breakfast. If the only thing that water heater is serving is the dishwasher, and there's no way to get that dishwasher fed off of the other water heater, you just need a very small water heater for that dishwasher. And I mean like a 20-gallon electric or something like that, really small, because there's really not much water that it needs to heat. And it would be foolish to have it heating, you know, 50 gallons, 40 gallons of water 24-7 when you really don't need it except to wash dishes and I presume to run the kitchen sink. So a very small electric water heater, perhaps even on a timer so that it only kicks on uh, maybe in the evening hours when you're using that dishwasher um, would be the smart thing to do there in the least uh, expensive way to both uh, install the new water heater and to run the new water heater, okay? Okay. Uh, actually, there's two bathrooms that are also hooked to this, but, you know, it's just the idea right now we're not using it. We've got two bathrooms on the other side of the house, too. Okay, well, that's different. That's different. If you have two bathrooms, full bathrooms... Yes, full bathrooms. Well, then, then, okay. So that's different. If there's a full two full bathrooms, I'd asked you if it was just the, the the dishwasher, and you said yes. But if it's two full bathrooms on it, then you do need a larger water heater. And um, again, I would probably recommend if you're not using it that often, I'd probably recommend an electric water heater in that situation. Okay. On a timer, but you'll probably need more like a forty gallon. Actually, on the tankless ones, I've noticed a different amount of water per minute. Yeah, well, but you you have gas. Do you have natural gas? I've got propane. You have propane. Well, you could use a tankless water heater. The installation cost will be a lot higher. It does deliver you deliver you twenty four seven endless supplies of hot water. Except in that side of house, again, you're not really using those bathrooms that much. So that's not as big of a concern to you. That's why I'm suggesting a minimum inexpensive electric water heater for that. You know, at least you'll maintain your home value because if you didn't have adequate an adequate water heater to supply those two bathrooms plus the dishwasher, your home value would suffer. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend you put in a you know fifteen hundred dollar tankless because I just don't think it's going to be cost effective for you. Okay, that's what, that was my big question right there. Would it be cost effective? 
Well, still to come, we've got a way to avoid one of the most hated chores of homeownership, gutter cleaning. The Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show continues after this. It is presented by Quick Crate Concrete and Cement Products. Quick Crate, what America's made of. Like us on Facebook and visit online at www.quickcrete.com for product information and easy step-by-step project videos. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And possibly the most hated chore of home ownership is gutter cleaning. But gutters are key to the health and well-being of your home. And if they're not clean, you can have many, many problems. Gutters, when they're working right, play an important role in diverting rainwater away from your home's foundation. All right. So what's a homeowner to do? Well, one thing that you can do is prevent gutters from getting clogged in the first place. There's actually an easy do-it-yourself solution that's going to eliminate the need for that regular gutter cleaning chore, and it's called Gutter Brush. And here to tell us more is the company's president, Randy Schreiber. Welcome, Randy. Thank you very much, Leslie. Great to be here with you all. Now, we'd love to hear about how some products are invented, and I understand that the invention of Gutter Brush came about by by accident. How did it happen? It did, yes. I mean, growing up in uh, in Ohio and Pennsylvania, I had the good fortune of doing some, some camping and hunting and fishing with family up at a cabin up that way, but one of the first chores that was always on my list was to get up on the roof and dig all the, all the nasty stuff out of the gutters every time we visited. And it turned out that once I went away to school, my, my dad took over and inherited that fun task of climbing up on a roof or a ladder and cleaning your gutters. And one year he found, uh, we think it was an old twisted uh, chimney sweep brush. It was a twisted wire brush he found, and he thought that would be a good tool to kind of scrub the leaves and the debris out of the, and the mud out of the gutters. And as luck would have it, he, he got sidetracked and had to come off the roof and left the brush laying in the gutter where it remained for probably the next you know, four to six months. And when we came back up, the, uh, the, the gutters were full as they always were, but the, the place where the brush was had, uh, hadn't clogged and the downspout was still flowing. So that was kind of the, the light bulb, I guess, went off. Hence the birth of, of gutter brush. And so then, of course, gutter brush is just that. It's a brush that is inserted into the gutters, lays in there, and I guess it keeps those downspouts it's clean and free-flowing and keeps the debris sitting on top? It does, yeah. The br- it's just a big cylinder-shaped brush that fills the space inside your rain gutters. And they come in three-foot lengths. You slide them just end-to-end right through your gutter channel, and water easily flows through the brush. But uh, leaves and debris are prevented from getting down inside the gutter where they can cause clogs and trouble. Will the brush ever need to be replaced? Like, will it rust? Or is this, you know, once you've got it, it'll last for the lifetime that you're in the home? We've got a lifetime guarantee on the, on the product itself that the bristles are a UV-protected polypropylene, so they're very durable. And the center core of the brush is just a galvanized steel wire, so it's a very, very simple product. Um, we've got a lifetime guarantee on, on, the, on the brush itself against any material defects or breakdown. Um, we, do, we do recommend that depending on where, where a homeowner lives, if they've got a lot of very small debris or pine needles and things like that, that you know, every couple of years they might want to plan on 
pulling some brushes out and shaking them clean if they if they notice any uh, any little bit of debris that builds up over time. But generally, Mother Nature takes care of most of it. Most of the debris rests on top and blows away, or or it breaks down into small particles that can can wash through the gutter. We're talking to Randy Schreiber. He's the president of Gutter Brush, an ingenious product that can uh, go a long way towards keeping your gutters clean and free flowing. And that is really important. I think Randy that folks don't recognize uh, the value of clean gutters. I mean, we all don't want the water to overflow and, and, you know, wash over our heads as we try to get in and out of our house. But seriously, foundations can be damaged, uh, ice forms, walls crack, uh, landscaping washes out. The list is uh, quite long as to what happens if you don't manage the water around your foundation perimeter, correct? Absolutely. And as you mentioned, I mean, there's a, a whole list of damage and, and uh and trouble that can be caused if gutters aren't properly directing that water away from your home. Uh, but it's easy to overlook because gutters are, are not the most glamorous part of the home, and it's not something that people think about all the time But until it's too late sometimes. But it's a, we recommend that your gutters are inspected or, or cleaned at least a couple times a year if, uh, if you don't have any protection and uh, to try to avoid some of those problems and damage that you mentioned. Randy, is it very expensive to you know install the gutter brush in your entire home, say if you've got an average-sized home? It's not. Our product is very affordable. It runs a little. It runs right around three dollars a foot is our typical cost for standard five-inch gutters, and most homes can be protected generally for two to three hundred dollars if you're doing it yourself. Um, it's obviously it's a very easy product to install yourself, but if you're not somebody that gets up on a roof or a ladder, you can also get help from any home home service professional, a landscaper, contractor, painter, anybody that with a ladder could easily help with uh, with, with installation. And gutter brush is made in the USA and also helps reduce ice dams and. Icicles. And speaking of affordability, uh, Gutterbrush is also kind enough to offer all of our listeners a 25% discount on any Gutterbrush purchase through October 15th. Just enter the coupon code MONEYPIT and you will be rewarded with a 25% discount. Head on over to Gutterbrush.com, place your order today, and keep those gutters clean and free flowing through the entire fall season and beyond. Randy, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Thank you guys very much. Pleasure. All right. Well, when we return, you know, it's fall. We're all getting ready to do a lot of cleaning around our homes just to get ready for the winter season. And when it comes to using green products, you want to make sure that you're getting the biggest bang for your buck and a product that actually works well. When we come back from the break, we're going to share with you a great product line out there that actually works as truly green. So stick around. You live in a Money Pit. Money Pit is presented by Overhead Door, winner of the prestigious Women's Choice Award for Garage Doors. Overhead Door is proud to have the qualities that women value. To find a distributor near you, visit OverheadDoor.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number to call is 888-MONEY-PIT. And one caller who asks a question on the air this hour has a chance to win a $50 purple toolkit from National Gypsum. Includes everything a do-it-yourselfer needs. A hammer, screwdrivers, torpedo level, and more. Plus a hat and a coffee mug because, of course, all do-it-yourselfers need hats and coffee mugs. I mean, you do, really. If you're not caffeinated, how are you going to finish your project? I mean, come (laughs) on. I'm always crabby on a job site if I don't have a cup of coffee. Well, the Purple Toolkit is a 24-piece set. 
purple drywall products from National Gypsum. They provide resistance to mold, mildew, scratches, dents, and they can actually reduce the noise between rooms. Check it out at askforpurple.com and give us a call right now with your home improvement question at 1-888-MONEYPIT. All right, now we've got Lewis from Michigan on the line with a roofing question. What can we do for you? The house was built in 1929. The siding, it's a siding question. The siding is asbestos concrete shingles. We have iron in our well water. When spraying the flower, the water is accumulated over the years on the shingles. Now, one wall of the house now has a golden glow. (laughs) <laughs> Any recommendations for removing the iron golden glow? Well, if it's siding, you're going to have to clean it and paint it. That's the only thing you can really do. I mean, you could wash this house down. You can use a TSP, trisodium phosphate, that will tend to take out some of that. But you're going to end up having to paint this siding. That's The nice thing about asbestos is it lasts forever. The, the, the not-so-nice thing about it is it has to be painted forever. But it's a non-organic product, so it, it, it will not rot. It will not fall apart organically. But it doesn't look very nice. And it does absorb a stain and needs to be constantly maintained. Now, because the asbestos is held inside of a cement binder, it's not a safety risk. It's just really a maintenance headache. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, fall is a busy season for home improvement, but it's also a season when we scrub our homes free of the summer sand, sweat, and dirt that have accumulated, and we get ready to close up for the cooler weather ahead. Now, that's why it's never been more important to choose safe, green cleaning products to do that. I mean, who wants to breathe in chemicals all winter long? Yeah, that's right. And that's exactly why we've partnered with Shackley. It's a company that makes cleaning products that are always green, always safe, and always work. You know, example here. Tom got me started using the Shackley products by sending me the Shackley Get Clean kit. I mean, I have two small boys. He's got to assume correctly that my house is filthy. I just was taking a chance. Two kids, maybe they got some dirt. Oh, gee whiz. And it's not just dirt. It's sticky dirt. So the Shackley Get Clean kit, it contains about everything that I need to get my home clean and safe for me and my boys. It's got laundry detergent, dish detergent, laundry booster, disinfecting wipes, and a very cool product called Basic H Organic Super Cleaning Concentrate, which you can use pretty much on every surface in your home. Yeah. And you know, the key is that these products are concentrated. In fact, that 16-ounce bottle of basic H, that actually makes, Leslie, 48 gallons of cleaning product. I mean, we use it everywhere, kitchen countertops, bathrooms. You can even use it to clean your walls before you paint. That's how versatile and good this stuff is. Mm -hmm. If you want to use products that are safe, non-toxic, and chemical-free in your home, then you should explore the complete line of Shackley products at GreenMyMoneyPit.com. That's GreenMyMoneyPit.com. And you know what? Now's a great time to pick up the Shackley Get Clean Kit because until September 30th, you can sign up for a free membership, which entitles you to discounts on all future purchases. Shipping is also free on the Get Clean Kit, and we'll even send you, you ready for this, a free copy of the Money Pit Guide to Green Remodeling. Shop Shackley Healthy Home Products today at GreenMyMoneyPit.com. That's GreenMyMoneyPit.com. All right, next up, we're going to talk foundations with Randy in Idaho. How can we help you today? Well, I'm... I've got a crack in my foundation, and I, I'm 
wondering if I, what I want to do is a good idea. All right. What's your plan? Well, first of all, um, it's a crack that's about an inch, inch, an inch and a half wide that's right on the corner, uh, about, oh, four or five inches up from the bottom of the, from the floor of the basement. Okay. And it's a, and it's buried, you know, there's like several feet of dirt above it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a crack appeared on the floor in the basement and then just dropped down about an inch and a half, and uh, the, the soil from outside was coming in from the outside and moisture and whatnot. This crack is on the basement floor or the basement walls? The wall in the corner. Okay, and you said that the, the crack is an inch and a half wide or it's an inch and a half long? About an inch to an inch and a half wide. Wow, that's a big crack. In- yeah, about well, the floor just dropped a little bit, Man. and then it's about eight inches in either, on either side of the corner. Okay, so the crack formed and the floor dropped. Is that correct? Both of those things happened? Correct. All right, so obviously something got very disturbed under there. I don't know if it was settlement or whatever it was, but it sounds like you lost some soil in there. As a result, you lost the support. A crack that's an inch and a half wide is a very large crack, And typically, it's something that we would recommend you have a professional inspect before you just repair it on your own. But with 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 that as a as as our general advice, what is your plan? Well, I thought that what I'd do is I'd I'd put some blackjack in the very back of it. I dug out as much soil as I could and cleaned it with like a toothbrush or a wire brush. Right. Well, that's that's all. That's all. You're talking about patching the crack. I'm talking about supporting it so it doesn't get any worse. You can fill it you know, five different ways. Uh-huh. What I'm concerned about is making sure that this instability isn't going to continue and get worse and affect the structural integrity of the wall. If you've got a crack that truly opened up an inch and a half, that is a very big crack. I mean, most of the time people talk to us about hairline cracks or cracks that open a quarter of an inch and are very concerned. If you've got a crack that's opened up an inch and a half, that's a huge crack. So here's what I would do. Uh-huh. I would have, uh, I would consult with a structural engineer, have him inspect your house, look at the foundation, look at the crack, and then write you a report that gives you step-by-step instructions on what should be done to address this. Either you do the repair yourself or you have an engineer, a, a contractor do it. It doesn't matter to me. But what's most important is that you have the structural engineer come back after the repair is done and certify that it was done sufficiently. And the reason you're going to do that is because eventually you're going to want to sell this house and if you have this repair uh, done under the supervision of an engineer like that, it's sort of like a pedigree that says all is well and will alleviate any fears from a potential home buyer. I see. I see. That's kind of like a cover yourself kind of thing. Absolutely. Yep. And you're going to do it right. And most importantly, since you had the crack form and the floor drop, I'm concerned about what's going on underneath this. That's a very unusual set of circumstances, and it leads me to conclude that there's some instability underneath that corner of the foundation. All right. Well, uh, I think I'll uh, just start nosing around for one. All right, Randy, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, are you tired of navigating dark, tricky steps with a basket of dirty clothes? Hey, are you watching in my house again? Why are you guys always calling out what I do at my money pit? Well, we want to help you get your laundry area out of the basement and up above ground. We're going to give you some advice on how to do that after this. You live in a money pit. The Money Pit is presented by Quick Crate Concrete and Cement Products. 
QuickCrete, what America's made of. Like us on Facebook and visit online at www.quickcrete.com for product information and easy step-by-step project videos. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you working on at your Money Pit? Have you been considering turning your bathroom into a more spa-like experience? Well, why not visit MoneyPit.com and search bathroom shower accessories so you can get tips on that transformation. And you can also post your question to the Money Pit community section, just like Sharon did, who says, I'd like to move my washer and dryer from my basement to the second floor of the house. I'm getting sick and tired of carrying laundry up and down two stories. What are the considerations I need to know about? I can definitely understand that because, well, we didn't have our laundry in our basement. We did have it on the first floor. And I got to tell you, schlepping all those clothes, those dirty clothes up and down. It's funny because the laundry almost never makes the complete trip. It usually stops in the living room so you can fold while maybe you're watching some TV. (laughs) You know, it really takes over the entire house. You know how that goes. But listen, here's what you need to think about. So obviously upstairs, you're going to need space for this. And if you've got a small bedroom that you want to convert, if you've got a closet you want to convert, you've got to have space for this. You've got to get water lines to it. You've got to get electrical lines to it because you're going to have to power the washer. You're going to have to power the dryer, especially important if it's an electric dryer. And if it is a gas dryer, of course, you've got to get gas lines to it. Well, and you have to vent it properly, too. Right. And that's another thing. You've got to vent it properly. And you want to make sure you vent it with as few bends as possible because the straighter the shot in terms of the vending, the quicker the clothes dry. And the more efficient the dryer becomes because it has to run less time to do the same thing. One thing you might want to think about is that most full-size washer and dryers today are stackable. And that's important. We did that in our house when we moved the washer and dryer upstairs because, let's face it, we saved, you know, three foot by three foot section of the floor plan by stacking the machines. You put the, you put the dryer on top because it's lighter uh, and it really does make a difference. So plan carefully. It's a good project, but make sure all your utilities are in place. Yeah, and that way the laundry can actually stay in the same place that you generate those dirty clothes rather than finding its way all over your house. Well, fall is one of the most beautiful seasons for home decorating. I mean, you got the rustic colors, the iconic images from harvest time. But do you know how to pull ideas from the natural world to decorate your home for the season? Leslie does. She's got those ideas in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Yeah, fall is my favorite season. I just absolutely adore fall and everything about it. Now, you've got apple and pumpkin picking, the leaves are changing colors, and of course, Halloween. So if you plan it right, there are actually ways that you can have your home's decor take you from this month all the way through Thanksgiving. First, you can use all those late summer harvests to spruce up your front entry or your kitchen table. You know, I'm talking about pumpkins or squashes. You can have baskets full of colorful apples or those funny shaped gourds that come in every color and size. Also, you want to pull those colors for accents all around your home, from your tablecloths to linens and towels, even your pillows and vases and cookie jars or whatever other accent pieces you've got throughout your home. Sort of swap them out this season for things in those browns and orange and golden tones. Now, instead of flowers, why not place a vase of autumn leaves on your side table or your dining table? And think about your senses. Pine cones, cinnamon sticks, pumpkin pie, those are all amazing autumn smells. And the texture of a few pine cones even evokes fall as well. So if you use what you've got around your home, you can spend a lot of time having the beauty of fall indoors without spending a lot. Great 
point. Coming up next time on The Money Pit, if you've ever had to call in a plumber, you know you probably also seriously considered a second career in that lucrative field because plumbers can charge a lot. But you could save yourself hundreds of dollars in service calls with a little do-it-yourself know-how. Next time on The Money Pit, we'll have tips and advice on simple do-it-yourself plumbing projects that you can accomplish at almost no cost. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 